ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Can I get out of here? Oh, that's for some people out there who like to talk crap, who like to talk garbage. But you know what? I'm not gonna go beneath there because when I go beneath there, I go scorched earth. Again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. Oh, I want to talk about the Giants' 20 to 12 win against the Chicago Bears. Also, want to talk about the quarterback injuries. Want to talk about the potential reunion with. Landon Collins. Uh, I want to talk about the injuries. I want to talk about Jalen Smith. Just want to go over just, just, just what it was yesterday because it was a weird game. Being at that game, it was another weird giant game to watch. I have to give Dable and Kafka all the credit in the world because they are game planning in such a way that. It's almost it is like you always game plan for the for the opponent ahead of you, but it's almost like they're game planning for an entire season and trying to figure things out as they go along the way, because the offense and I love that. I got to give the New York Post credit. The offense was prehistoric. 100%. I thought it was 1945 or 19, you know, or 1953 or something like that. I, I thought we were going back to the day where we're going to run the ball 400 times. And Dable came out and said he wanted to run the ball 40 times today. I think he ran the ball for, yesterday. Uh, I think he ran the ball 41 times. 44 times he ran the ball. Sorry. He wanted to run it 40. He ran it 44 times for amassing 262 yards. Saquon Barkley led the way. You, you just have to say it. Saquon Barkley was the man. All the people. And we're going to talk about Daniel Jones because I'm tired of people saying you're just you're just so negative about him. You know what? Take your Daniel Jones panties off your heads and take a look at exactly what he does. And we're going to go through this in a minute because the the intelligence of certain giant fans and content creators is probably around like 11 and we're going to prove that quite easily, but we're going to get into that in a minute. But Saquon Barkley was the man, ran the ball 31 times for 146 yards. It reminds me of the old Butch Wolfolk days back in 83 when Wolfolk ran the ball like 43 times, I guess, for like 150 or 140 against the, uh, the at the time, it, it was a very good uh, Dallas Cowboys defense. And they asked him how he, how he felt after the game, and he just said, I felt tired. But Saquon Barkley, Barkley had his energy, he had everything going on, but it was a, it was an attack that was built to play against the Bears. It really was. And, you know, you have to give Dable and Kafka credit. They are they are reaching into the Pat Shermer playbook. They used, they, they set up the run, and then they used play-action rollouts for Daniel Jones, and then just gave him one target on that side of the field. And that was the tight end. And if the safety of the linebacker came up to tackle Daniel Jones, then... He throws to the tight end. If he hangs with the tight end, then Daniel Jones takes off. And Tanner Hudson, man, he he actually had some nice blocks on the two on the one touchdown. And you know what? It it was a simplified game plan. Excuse me, it was a simplified game plan because Daniel Jones was eight for thirteen for seventy one yards. That's what it was, you know, and Daniel Bellinger, I believe, led the way with three receptions for 23 yards. The problem is you cannot go through this type of prehistoric vanilla offense for very long because they're going to figure out a way to stop the run. They're going to figure out a way to stop Saquon Barkley. You're going to run into good teams. The Chicago Bears are a bad two and one team now, a two and two team. They are a bad team. They got some lucky wins with, with the 49ers and the monsoon and everything else. Their quarterback is, is not much to speak of right now. And I'm a guy that likes Justin Fields, but he's not much to speak of right now. He's, he's like Baker Mayfield. I liked Baker Mayfield too, but Baker Mayfield right now has been garbage. But some good teams are easily going to figure out the Giants' game plan. 
you stop the run and you make the Giants throw. And it's it's one of those situations that if that occurs and you cannot generate any offense in the air, it's it's going to get ugly. Now, for all the people that want to praise Daniel Jones, how do you praise a quarterback? Yes, he had a good game on the ground. Six carries for 68 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, he had a good game on the ground. Very much so. But like I said, you also have to give credit to Kafka and Dable, who understood they were taking advantage of the overaggressiveness of the defense who was trying to stop the run up the middle by using play-action rollouts and giving Daniel Jones one option down the field. It's exactly what Shermer did. You cut the field in half and you limit Daniel Jones' options between throwing to one receiver or running. It's a brilliant game plan. And I hate to break the news to you, the Daniel Jones lovers, he's not going to be here next year. And I love it because they even they even said it. You know, I mean, uh, Troy Aikman, who, I, who I'm not a big fan of, even said it. They've already made a decision on Daniel Jones because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. And you're not going to give him a $32 million cap hit and by putting the tag on him. And you're not going to sign him for $22, $23 million and get this type of production because it does not last. It cannot last. I was thinking back to recent NFL history about a quarterback who was so polarizing like Daniel Jones is, and just in general about how his play is is so different and so interesting right now. And I was thinking I was trying to think of a I was trying to think of a quarterback who had these had these same type of games. And I thought of one the other day. And I thought of one in regards to the fact that this guy was a polarizing quarterback. He was a guy that no one could really stand as a quarterback because they all thought he was terrible. But then you look at Daniel Jones is three and one. And I took I took the same four game sample of this quarterback. Daniel Jones is three of three and one. He's completed for, um, he's completed. Let's see. I'm not even going to get into You know, let's let's go. Hold on. I have to grab my notes. He completed 67 for 105 for 603, three touchdowns and two interceptions. And then you go into, you know, let's see, let's find his, let's find the rushing statistics. I have to find the rushing statistics. Well, here we go. And his rushing stats are, let's see, 31 carries for 193 yards and two touchdowns. That's pedestrian average at best. This quarterback that I'm thinking of was 43 and over a same four game sample where he was three and one was 43 for 95 for 526, five touchdowns and one interceptions. And he ran the ball. I don't know. I forgot the number of times he ran the ball. But he has 283 yards rushing and three touchdowns. So he has eight touch. He has eight touchdowns in total. And, and I'm looking at it and say, okay. So you look at Daniel Jones's stats. You, you you look at him. And again, we're doing this. We're doing this statistically for for certain people who aren't aren't intelligent enough to understand this. Again, we'll go it over. Daniel Jones. 67 out of 100, excuse me, 105 attempts, 67 completions, 631 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, has thrown a touchdown in two games. His rushing statistics are 31 carries, 193 and two. This guy is 43 for 95 for 526. He's got five touchdowns and one interceptions, ran for 283 yards and three touchdowns. And his team made the playoffs, this quarterback, and his team beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. It's Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow got ripped by all 31 other teams for being this type of quarterback. That's the same quarterback that Daniel Jones is right now. Sorry, guys, he's not going to be back next year. You, the Giants, are sending scouts all over the country to look at quarterbacks. And if you want me to say something nice about him, I will. 
I'll, I've said I've said nice things about Daniel Jones. I've said wonderful things about Daniel Jones. I'll say it. He's running the offense that Kafka and Dable are giving him, and he's running it effectively to a point. And that's the problem. You can blame the wide receivers. You can blame. You can blame the offensive line, but it's never the blame of the quarterback in some people's minds. And that's why I said they got their Daniel Jones panties over their sunglasses and they can't see. And that's a problem. And that's an issue. But the rest of the league sees it. Hell, uh, Daryl Johnson in the middle of the broadcast yesterday basically said the Giants offense looks better without a quarterback on the field. There's something very wrong with that. And I just love it because some people need to, I, I keep thinking of this. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here. Now that's the problem with some people. The ability to think does not mean you're intelligent, does not mean what the hell you're talking about. Honesty. Look in the mirror. Look at what's in front of you. Look what the rest of the league sees. It's okay to whiff on a quarterback. It's fine. Daniel Jones may be a nice kid. Great. But he's a read option quarterback. In the NFL, who's got a problem throwing downfield or processing plays? And I'm going to give you a couple other examples because we were sitting on, we were sitting in 19th row on the 50-yard line. Everyone knows how much I love the dangerous David Sills. There was at least two plays yesterday, two plays that I can think of that I saw. Because there's you see much more on the field than you do watching it on television. That's why I like going to the games. There was two plays where Daniel Jones missed, didn't even see a wide-open David Sills because he never looked at that side of the field. There was a play where David Sills had a good 10-yard cushion between the cornerback and the safety. There was at least 10 yards between each of those players, and Daniel Jones didn't even look his way. And there was two other ops. There was one other play, again, that the dangerous David Sills was wide open. Wide open. He was at one point streaking down the field with nobody in front of him, at least four to five yards with the corner behind him. And Daniel Jones didn't even look his way. That's a problem, guys. I'm sorry. That's an issue. That is truly an issue. And I don't care if you hate me for saying it. I don't care if you talk crap about me for saying it. I'm going to be honest because not being honest as giant fans and as a giant organization is what has got us in this trouble for the last 10 plus years. Daniel, and I'll say it, I've said it before. When Daniel Jones has a good game, I give him all the credit in the world. When he does, when he plays well, I give him all the credit in the world. But I love one people. One person was like one people. One person was like, well, Daniel Jones was the player of the game. Really? Saquon Barkley running his, running his feet off and doing everything that the Giants needed to do to keep this team in the game, running the ball 31 times for 146 does not make him the player of the game? Really? That more than makes you the player of the game. That makes you, you, you should be in line for player of the week. This is a game that the and I will give Dable and Kafka credit, all the credit in the world. This is a game that in the last 10 years, the Giants would have lost. They would have found a way to lose this game. They really would have. They would have found a way to lose it. And at the end of the day, that's the problem. They would have found a way to lose this game, and they didn't. 
I love it because people are like, Daniel Jones put on a show. Danny Wheels. Now it's Danny Wheels. I love that. Does anyone see his stats and what they did? And like I said, it was, you want to give credit to Dan Jones, fine. But you also have to give credit to Kafka. And has anyone noticed that the last two offensive coordinators have simplified the offense so much that now we are basically running the ball 4,960 times a game? Does anyone does anyone see that? And I love because they're gonna say, well, he did a little bit wrong yesterday. He didn't do much wrong yesterday because he only ran the ball. What he only threw the ball seventeen times and what ran it for six. So he was involved in twenty three offensive plays. <laughs> uh, I I I I, keep, I I I just there's just there's just moments that I that I just sit there and I and I look to see what are people talking about. I really do. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Winning cures a lot of things, and winning makes you winning makes you look the other way for a lot of deficiencies. It's true. And if people don't look at the fact that Saquon Barkley was unreal again yesterday, there is there is a there is a problem with that. There there is an issue with that. You have to you have to look at this from a reality perspective, and I wish I wish certain people would, because it would make you a more intelligent fan. It would make you a, it would make you a smarter fan. It really would. And if you want to be in love with Daniel Jones, that's fine. That's great, but don't call out the people that actually see the truth, and don't try to make them feel bad for actually seeing the truth. Because you can't see it. Because you got your Daniel Jones panties over your sunglasses and you can't see it. That's the problem with certain parts of this fan base. That's the issue. And I said it, I've said it before, and I love all these people that, that talk crap and you know post stuff on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and all that crap. I'm the only one that's ever at the games. Why is that? Why am I always the one, the only one sitting in the stands? Why am I the only one standing on the field? Why is that? Oh, because I am a fan and I have been a fan since 76 and I've lived through the bad quarterbacks and I know what a bad quarterback is. I've seen it. I can feel it. It is what it is. But the problem is some can't focus and believe in the reality. Does Daniel Jones give you a better chance to win on Sunday than Davis Webb? Sure. I will tell you this, though. When Tyrod Taylor went out, there was a smattering, a smattering, a smattering. There was there was an underroar, underroar of booze when Daniel Jones went back in the game. So I'm not the only one who is sitting there seeing this situation. Does he give us a better chance to beat the Packers on Sunday in London? Yes, 100% Daniel Jones does. He does. But that doesn't mean he's your quarterback of the future. He's your quarterback of the moment. And that's and that's way you have that's the way you have to look at it, and I've 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 I've, I've played this before, and I, I, I'll play I'll play it I will play it again over and over again. It was great, huh? Your fastball's up, your curveball's hanging. The show they would have ripped you. Can't you even let me enjoy the moment? The moment's over. The moment is over. 
and we now need to move on to Green Bay. And like I said, yes, Daniel Jones gives us a better opportunity to win on Sunday because of the fact that he is the starting quarterback. Even if Tyrod Taylor is healthy, he is your starting quarterback. He has been he has been your starting quarterback since day one. Now, do we need to worry about the ankle? Yes, because I've said this before. Anyone who's traveled, and I've traveled extensively through my life and through my career, and I've, st- I've traveled overseas multitudes of times. When you're in a pressurized cabin, your body swells. So the Giants are going to need to be concerned going on a seven, eight-hour flight across the pond with a quarterback with a swollen ankle because your, your body will swell, swell up in a pressurized cabin, 100%. And do I give him credit for manning up and coming back into the game? Sure. Sure it does. I give him credit. I give Daniel Jones credit like that. He says, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Says, I didn't feel like I could move quite the same. That's what he said. But let's let's not make him out to be Willis Reed playing on a bad knee coming in against the Lakers. Daniel Jones ran off to the side and stood there and took two snaps. The rest were Saquon. Again, the rest were Saquon Barkley. I don't understand what this thing is about Saquon Barkley, and people just would rather heap the praise on Daniel Jones when Saquon Barkley was the star of the game. The defense was the star of the game. I, I, I just don't get it. Well, with, with two quarterbacks out right now, of course, you're going to probably bring back the venerable Davis Webb. Uh, I would not want to be Davis Webb coming in on a, uh, on a short week and turn around and flying to London because that's going to be difficult. Of course, he is on the practice squad, um, but you know what? He hasn't been getting game reps since or in practice reps since uh, training camp, so that would be a Herculean task for him. Uh, of course, uh, Tyrod Taylor is in the concussion protocol, so I find that interesting with Tyrod Taylor that we have to wait and see Everything that went on with Tua, you know, there's probably going to be more of a, more eyes on the NFL and the league in reference to some of that because that also was a bad hit. That was an illegal hit. That was a 15 yard penalty. I don't know why that flag was not called. The defensive back did lead with his helmet, so I, I find that uh, you know that that was a, that was another call that the new, uh, that the NFL or, or the uh, referees missed. We also have Landon Collins coming in for a look see. I have to give uh, all the credit in the world also for Jalen Smith. Uh, Jalen Smith played well. He played well for a, for Austin Cleetro, who was a healthy scratch. Um, so they're going to be they're going to be hosting Landon on uh, actually today. I'm not 100 percent sure what the thought process is about that. They're also bringing in uh, they're also bringing in what's his name Solomon K- uh, Kindly Kindly Kindly. They're also bringing him in as well. So you know what I it, it's interesting because Collins would fit the Wink Martindale system. He would have fit the Patrick Graham system, too, because he's a hybrid between safety and linebacker role, and that's kind of what they're trying to do. Uh, while Tate Crowder did have a bunch of tackles yesterday, they mainly were in the second level, and he wasn't really attacking the line. So, you know, it would be interesting to bring in uh, Landon Collins because he would probably he would probably fit extremely well into this defensive system because the fact that, like I said, he can play that hybrid role like, um, like they used to do over in Patrick Graham's in reference to Pepper's. And Logan Ryan, how they played that quasi in the box linebacker safety. So I think that would be kind of that would be kind of interesting. It'd be kind of an interesting reunion. Also, want to give a big a shout out to Plexico Burris and Leonard Marshall. Got to meet them at the um, at the game yesterday in the coaches club. That was that was actually really nice. That was really fun. It was a little. It was a really nice, pleasant surprise. Got some pictures taken. Got some autographs. So uh, big reach. You know, and honestly, a big. Um, a big uh, kind of handout to uh, hand to the Giants as well. You know, they gave away uh, the retro pennants. Which were which were nice to everyone that came to the stadium. So you know, I think they're getting away. I think they're trying to make up for that medium coffee fiasco. And medium coffee. I wish it was a medium coffee. The medium pes- Pepsi fiasco. 
But they, you know, like I said, it was, it's not the greatest pennant in the world. It's not the most expensive one, but it was, you know, it's a nice keepsake for the legacy game. Also want to give the Giants a shout out for, you know, letting everyone, you know, letting us go out and onto the field and hang out. We actually, uh, Big L and I hung out in the field for about a half hour after the game. So that was nice. We, if you haven't seen it, go watch the, uh, there's a three minute, um, I did a three minute live stream because, you know, I kind of wanted to enjoy the moment again. It's not the first time I've been on the field after a game, but like I said, it was interesting with the legacy game. It kind of gave you that old Met life feel, not Met life, the old Metal Land feel that you could walk around you know and you could you could see the the old retro end zones it was nice it was it was a fun experience it was a great experience it was a great game it was a win to say the least and that's what people have to take a look at this because you know we do not have an easy schedule coming up starting this week for a couple weeks so i mean you have to take a look at what the giants have what the giants have in front of them because you got the packers you got the you you have the Packers in London. You got the Ravens at home, which is the game I will be at on the sixteenth. You have the Jaguars in Florida. Jaguars are not Jaguars are a tough out. That's not an easy game. You got uh, Seahawks in Seattle. That twelfth man and Geno Smith has actually played somewhat well. Texans, you know, hopefully that is a win right there. The Lions are no longer a pushover. So I mean, the lion the Lions if they could figure out how to win. They're, they're going to be dangerous. Then you got the Cowboys in Dallas. You have the Commanders at home. Then you have the Eagles at home. And then you are on you are on the road three of your last four games against the Commanders and the Vikings on the road. You have the Colts at home, and then you have the Eagles uh, in Philadelphia. So it's not going to be an easy schedule. So we need to focus on getting some wins and getting as many wins as we can to continue to carry on. And people are like, well, Tim, you said they were only going to win three to five games. They've already won three games. Oh, great. That's fantastic. I'm glad. I'm happy to be wrong because you know what? If they make the playoffs for some godly unknown reason, I get to go to a playoff game if it's a home game. <laughs> so as a season ticket holder, I get playoff tickets. Uh, so it doesn't matter to me. So it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I, I'm going to enjoy it. Are we going to do a stream today? I got that question. Not today, but are we going to do a stream this week? Uh, I'm going to, I'm, I have to look into it. I have to, I have to see what I have. my schedule looks like. To be honest, I'm probably going to be uh, leaning back on some videos a little bit, maybe doing three a week instead of one a day, only because of the fact that I do have another podcast coming out, which is going to be taking up some of my time. Um, so we, we may be able, you know, like I said, we may have to push it to maybe a video on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then maybe a Sunday stream. We'll come out with a regular regular schedule. And, but until the new podcast kicks off, I am going to try to do stuff daily still because you know what? There are a, there is a large segment of giant fans out there who are intelligent, who are NFL savvy, and understand what we're doing here. If you want, you join the cult of OBB. Again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue. We're bringing you the best in New York Giant Sports Talk Entertainment. And as always, if you could like, you can subscribe. If you ring that button, you know what I mean? That'd be awesome.